2: Pre game show America has always wanted. I the future. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell.
0: We start with the Women's
3: World Cup where the United States is on to their third straight final in a World Cup after a 2-1 win over England earlier. So what is the Vegas perspective on the US win and and specifically Megan Rapino at
4: late scratch? So Jonas, I don't you know, you're a little bit younger. When you're when you hit your forties, you start thinking about I wonder what 20-year-old RJ would think about this. Yeah. You know. And I got to be honest. I, I one of my personal goals in life was never host a show that started out with we start with the <laughs> Ladies World Cup. <laughs> so that said, I'm doing it for the team. I'm not a huge soccer fan, and I get it. I get it. It's it's going to be the next sport. Now, I tend to remember that, like from 1988, that it was going to be the next <laughs> big sport. So we'll see what happens. But I, what we do know is the people that like it, they love it. And you got to respect it. If there's a sport you love, it gives your life joy. So U.S. won. Brad, coming into the game, what was the likelihood the USA would advance?
5: Yeah, the U.S. was a minus 250 favorite. So you had to bet 250 bucks to win 100 RJ.
4: Now – it's so funny because we're going to get into this with Golden State. We're going to get into it regarding if the Lakers do end up being a historic favorite. It still isn't like 90%. It's not 99 So, Fez, if you just did the quick math broadly, minus 250 coming in meant what was the chance USA was going to advance? 70%. So, think about that. I mean, I'm just going to do some quick math. 30% of the time, they would have lost that game. And, oh, my gosh, would have that have been the lead? But now we're just knowing, like, yep, that's what we expected. But 70 – think about some free-throw shooters that are 70%. <laughs> they miss a lot of free-throws. You know, Jonas, you you mentioned with the best player and in and, and a late scratch. Did you see any – you know, we've been preaching, preaching. When there's betting involved, you got to – allow the marketplace to have the information they need. Is there any sense that that didn't happen here
3: in your mind? I don't, I I did not. We were talking about it before the show. I didn't hear anything about it until way late. And I think everybody was surprised by it. And the fact that she didn't even warm up, like wasn't even a part of the warm ups, That was a little, a little odd to me.
4: Yeah. So I guess the question is, so the assumption is there's an injury she had, that no one knew about, hamstring is what they're reporting. Yep. And then, boom, right before the game, oh, she's not going to play. I mean, I, I guess that fits in regards to your betting on the U.S., which actually makes the point about the likelihood of them winning the game. I wonder what the odds would have been if it was known That she wasn't going to play. It'd be obviously less than 70%. I I can
5: tell you they dropped about 25 cents in the hour leading up to the game.
4: Okay, so it was known for about an hour leading up. About an hour, yep. Okay. So each league makes their own rules. And and what I'll just say plainly is now that – and listen, soccer's always been bet huge in Europe. Now that there's significant regulated sports betting in the U.S., The leagues that don't make it mandatory with real penalties to not properly give the full information of injuries are setting themselves up for insider information. The NFL was very forward-thinking. Decades ago, I think it was Roselle did this, he made those injury reports mandatory. Now, at different times, Belichick messed with with them. We saw the Rams. With Gurley, obviously weren't fully on the up and up as far as I could see. And I get it. It's a competitive advantage not to tell your opponent, oh, our quarterback's a little banged up. But what's the positive? Why is it necessary? It's because if everyone doesn't know, only certain people know. And who do you think those certain people are going to be? Brad, any ideas?
5: Mm, People that bet. (laughs)
4: <laughs> well, people that bet a lot <laughs> <Yeah>. of money. <laughs> yeah. Right? So we mentioned him probably once a month, but it, it bears repeating. Billy Walters, famous syndicate batter, 60 Minutes did an extended profile. Check it out on YouTube. Billy Walters, probably the most successful batter of all time in sports. Some say he made upwards of 300 mil, 300 sticks, as we like to call it. And... Let's just say allegedly over the whole conversation, feds, but allegedly, there'd be guys like Billy Walters that would pay a trainer for a uh, Toledo, a San Diego, and lo and behold, how much is that trainer making? Oh, 30,000 a year, maybe 40,000 a year. And you say, hey, if here's the scenarios we want to hear from you, and if we do, we're going to give you 5000 you'll have 5000 in cash in your mailbox now if all they're saying is hey that quarterback you know our quarterback his knees a little more banged up than you thought he's figuring what am i doing wrong i'm not hurting the team's chance to win I unless there was real legal jeopardy, I think a lot of trainers would do that, wouldn't you say, Faz? Well, why not? I mean, well, I mean, some would say ethics. I know that doesn't (laughs) affect you, but you lose your job. Yeah, I mean, I totally understand. (laughs) It's so funny how he doesn't even see the other side at all. Like, I get it. The most people, you know, I'm being nice and say, you know, maybe half or so. Fez is like, well, why wouldn't you be insane? <laughs> Everybody's the dirtiest player in the game. All right, Fez, make your case.
5: Everybody wins,
4: no one gets hurt, right? That's they say. <laughs> oh, he's quoting Wall Street again. It's one of his seven movies that he knows. So the reality is, and, and, and it really is a reality Billy, the Billy Walters of the world, the syndicates that are betting 100,000, 200,000 on the games they really like. More if they like them a lot. There's a rumor he had 2 million dollars once on a Super Bowl. Just Billy and his, you know, syndicate. How much is that information worth? It's a lot. But if everybody knows, then Billy can't buy inside information. And that is best for all of these leagues. If the
3: commissioners from each sport came to you and said, RJ, you're the voice of Vegas, what can we do that would make it fair for everybody involved? How long before should we release
4: this stuff? How should they do it? I would say this. Half a dozen of one, six of the other. As long as it's generally out there, I don't think the details matter. But what matters, Jonas, is the penalty meaning it's got to be some variation of the player who you misreported because based upon how good that player is, in fact, I just thought of this, and I love this idea, okay? You know, I, wow, this is interesting. Here's what I suggest. The player who gets misreported is out for two games. So now... Because if you find him 100K or something, which is, you know, or even a million bucks, if it's a Tom Brady, if it's a quarterback, you're thinking maybe it's worth misleading them. I mean, would the Rams have misled perhaps with Gurley even if there was a million dollar fine? Maybe. Because, I mean, the stakes were the Super Bowl. Yeah, how much is a Super Bowl victory worth? Exactly. So if you connected, it seems, Jonas, to the player himself, how good he is. I think you got something. Now it's like, we better report this, or if we get it wrong, this guy's out for two games. And with that, is it that hard? Is, that, is it that much to ask the leagues to just tell the truth to the public? <laughs> I mean, It's like, you know, boy, you're asking a law commissioner. you want us to actually tell the truth? <laughs> Why should it be such a big deal?
3: Yeah, it's and it, it's coaches and old school coaches like Belichick. They don't like it because they don't want to give any information. But then the league's in a quandary because they want to be loyal to the league and the coaches and the players. But at the same time, they realize, especially with betting getting as popular as it is, they've got to start looking at this thing differently.
4: Well, do they, though? Do the leagues realize it? Because I would make the case the girly misreporting was the most egregious we've seen in how long? mean, years and years and years. So let's recap it. Gurley, one of the top five backs in the NFL. Yep. Uh, he was the, uh, what was the old line from the Rams guy or or the drink? That, I guess that's a Reggie Jackson line. He goes, I was a straw, the straw that stirs the, the drink. Point. Is This was the queen on the chessboard. That's what I was thinking of, is what Gurley represents or represented. We'll see. And the Rams were considered the best team in the NFL, Fez. You took some crazy bet against me, and you lost, if I recall.
5: Yeah, that didn't pan
4: out. But you thought the Rams were a, a historically good team at one point during the year. After they crushed their first three opponents. And Ger- don't justify. And then Ger- <laughs> then Gurley, Gurley was the driver of that, right? Yeah. I was- mean, if Gurley versus Goff, Gurley is, is more differentiated. Gurley set up Goff for the play exactly. action. Exactly. And then lo and behold, he gets hurt. Okay, it happens. But then when you get to the playoffs and are going into New Orleans, and he carried the ball what four times in that game? Four carries. But he's not on the injury report. And then in the Super Bowl, how many carries? I mean, like I get eight. Yeah, like eight or ten for like thirty-five yards. And then after in the uh, you know news alert, news alert, uh, you know Gurley might be more hurt than we thought. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, to me, but, but really, what is the consequence? Have the Rams been fined? No Nothing. consequence. So, they'd be idiots to actually report it correctly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Faz is like, there's no ethics involved. <laughs> and, and to me, last point on this, I'm R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. It's the same thing with PEDs. I don't know about bike racing, you know. I know Greg LeMond was a guy when I was growing up. <laughs> and I think everyone would agree if no one cheated to not cheat. Like if there was a way that, that there's a pledge, there's you know omniscient being that's up there sitting above it all saying, okay, no one's cheating guys, play ball. I think everyone would accept that. But the story with Barry Bonds that's been reported is he was looking around and saying, well, wait a minute. McGuire's getting all this attention. Others are getting all this attention. Sosa, all all that. And I feel like I'm a better player. This is Bonds. And lo and behold, he was juiced up, allegedly, whatever. He was the best player we've ever seen, which is wild to think that, that that version of Bonds was better than any player in baseball history, and it probably wasn't even close. But Bonds would have been just fine, you would think, being clean if everyone else was clean. Oh, certain Hall of Famer. He
5: yeah. thought he was just leveling the playing field.
4: Exactly. Fez has the right words for it. You know, he struggles yeah. for words oftentimes, but when when he's cheating, he just, <laughs> it, it just flows out of his mouth somehow. <laughs> so, to me, if the league made it where everybody reported, even Balachak though he'd won an edge, let's be honest— even Belichick would say, okay, everyone's even here. We're fine. It's because other people aren't doing it fairly that others, it's almost like an arms race to lie. Just make the penalty so severe leagues that this ends and that decreases inside information. It makes the betting not only more fair for the audience or for the our listeners, but just bettors in general, but it is going to stop corruption because that trainer that Fez would advise to do it, they get caught, and then you hear about all the corruption. That's not good for the leagues either.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Did you ever play the over under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I know it'll take you a minute to down that two liter.
0: Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code CRSHOW. New customers could play 5 bucks, get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W, only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5
5: first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. Including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit DKNG.co slash Pick Six States. Void where prohibited. See terms at picksix.draftKings.com slash promos.
0: Cavino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay.
2: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
4: We're going to talk some Knicks, too. Oh, the aftermath. The whore. The whore. <laughs> Fez, Jersey. I disagree. Let's, let's get this on the record. I disagree with you here. But you and... Longtime bookmaker Matty Holt agree, and this is about Brooklyn. So let's play the hypothetical. Now we could say if KD were healthy or just, hey, fast forward a year, not much is probably gonna change. Major. How good is this Brooklyn team with KD on the court?
5: Brooklyn will either be the best or the second best team on the court.
4: Okay, so what you're saying is, and and just it's like a riddle, is if the Lakers have Kawhi. They're going to be historic favorites right up there with Golden State, with Durant, but bigger than MJ and all the, you know, the only, maybe the other way to say it is the second team ever to be minus money. Yes. Even MJ was less than 50, or right around 50% to win. Lakers would have better than a 50% chance to win if they signed Kawhi. Okay. Then even Brooklyn with KD would be second. Yes. But let's assume Kawhi doesn't go to the Lakers, so it's a normal year, then Brooklyn with KD would be the favorite? The
5: favorite to win the NBA title.
4: Does that make sense to anyone? Mm-hmm. I mean, and again, this is multiple serious people saying it. KD obviously questions about his Achilles, his recovery It's uncertain, let's say. No more questions with him than anyone else, though. He is, you know, a big player like that. It's harder. And Kyrie is someone that that was a net negative for Boston. And then we dug in. Well, you could say, well, RJ, they're starting with a playoff team. But other than Russell, I'm not sure if there's an above-average player on the Nets. We went through, looked at... Uh, maybe give your kind of recap, Fez, of, you know, don't go player by player, but other than Russell, who's now gone – Brooklyn, what do they got?
5: Yeah, all five of their starters are rated as below average. Might make the case that their center, Allen, was a little bit better, but bottom line, the squad does not look impressive. Yeah, and we took a look at the analytics, the real plus minus and the PERs when judging the players, and all of them pretty much consensus. Average at best, most of
4: them below average. So I think it's fair to say there's not a starter on Jersey this year (laughs) <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> that might be a fine. On Brooklyn, not a starter who's clearly above average other than Kyrie. Yes. All right. And you, we can debate the decimal point, but I don't under – so explain the rationale. I guess I'm saying it like I'm looking at the USA Today and saying, why is this crazy guy saying – Make your case.
5: Extremely deep team worked well together, played well together, and bottom line is they're over under
4: for. So Steve. these these above or these average or below players played well together, but lo and behold, probably the the worst glue guy. What's the opposite of glue? Kyrie Irving. Yeah, the the guy who melts glue <laughs> is coming in. So you're saying the intangibles of the team that's being disrupted and uprooted from the core is the driver. Who dog. That's your answer? Well, they're supposed to. Wow. Believe Uh-oh. it or not, they're supposed to
5: win 47 and a half games. That, lo- that looks crazy. High. That's the season. Well, slow
4: so down, slow down. They're supposed to win 47 and a half games. Who says? Atlantic City. That's their season to win okay. number. Okay. Now, we, we bet against those numbers, right? We do. So, we- this would be circular logic if we're letting that dictate.
5: So, we're going to bring that down to like 45, RJ. So, if that 45 is about the right number this year... How many wins is KD going to add to that 45?
4: Okay, so how many? I think eight or nine, right? I don't know. Depends it's how he, he recovers. Back. But even if he wins, they win 53. That's a, I mean, that's that's the favorite. And the new watered-down
5: NBA, the highest season how, win well, number well, what is What does that mean,
4: watered-down? <laughs> all the top
5: teams have, have regressed a little bit. Milwaukee's not as good. Houston's not as good. Toronto won't be as good. All of a sudden, 50. Well, first of
4: all, hold on. Toronto would be as good if they if they sign Kawhi and fair and, enough. All right, so, hmm, Brad, does this make sense? Oh, well, let's Jonas. What do you think?
3: Um, it doesn't make sense from this standpoint.
4: We've seen Kyrie. Oh, I'm, I'm in, That's a bad spot for well, me. Then. Well, no, because we've seen. It, just go back
3: to last year's Celtics. Ask the question. It was last year's Celtics team without Kyrie Irving better than the Nets team without Kyrie Irving? I think the Celtics had a better roster, and we saw what happened. So how would how would this team all of a sudden be better if he's got a, a, a less of a supporting cast around him with Durant with Durant injured? I just
4: I, you know, I hadn't thought of it that way. I, is what he's saying is, let's keep Kawhi, Kawhi, or Kawhi, right, as... All right, so let's assume he goes to Toronto. So Because if the Lakers are historic favorites, that confuses things. So Kyrie, let's look at him with the team around him. So he had Boston around him this year. Next year, but let's assume with KD... He's going to have KD and a bunch of average players. Wouldn't Boston be better, the supporting cast around Kyrie? And this is a team that didn't even make the conference finals. Yeah, way better on paper. Something was just So this is like some magic Durant thing. Durant's going to come along, even though when he was in his prime, his last year in OKC, and he had Westbrook, yet he, he still couldn't win a title. But somehow with... Kyrie and a bunch of average players he's going to. Maybe my Brooklyn projections are optimistic. But your Brooklyn projections are in line with a lot of people's. I just think, I think Durant's been underrated in a way for a while. It took people a long time to appreciate how good he is. I think he might have moved towards overrated, especially with the uncertainty around his injury. I don't think you can dismiss that.
1: go to slash sports to see their kumo test results, tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out
0: all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's slash tire sports tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast.
4: Is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my god, I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And
3: I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will talk about one team that everybody seems to be forgetting or dismissing. But we do need to start, though, with those New York Knicks who have been in the news and not favorable news after they struck out on Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving.
4: The news is how people are reacting to the news, (laughs) which is... Awesome Because it's fandom. You know, Colin always says, fan, fanatic, how often as an adult do you get pure joy, right? It's, a, it's, it's limited to the most important things. But if you really care as a fan, you can have pure joy, but you also can have oh, oh, the angst. And boy, do we have examples of that. So let's start with Stephen A., This is a Knicks fan, hardcore, obviously known for going big with the emotion. And we said, let's look at everything he said about the Knicks after striking out and put it together into a little montage. Let's listen.
1: $70 million in cap space. Porzingis gone. And we don't get KD. And we don't get Kyrie. No way. This can't happen. This can't happen. But it happened. They can't get somebody to come to Madison Square Garden. But because Brooklyn's got Sean Marks and because Brooklyn's got Kenny Atkinson and because Brooklyn has Live Nation and they're Brooklyn.
4: In three years, the Brooklyn Nets have accomplished what we've been waiting for the New York Knicks to pull off for a half century. Well, I got to be honest. I personally like Stephen A. He sounds like he's been drinking. I mean, I, I I mean. I hear you, R.J. Bell. I hear you. I mean, <laughs> not, wait. <laughs> I mean, you got to love it. I mean, this guy is coming from the heart. And then yesterday we had on Dave Rothenberg, who does local radio there. And it really. Now, this is a guy who is not super emotional. And. He was getting mighty emotional about it also. Let's listen.
2: There was no multi-layered plan. There was one plan. We're going to make an offer to Kevin Durant. We're going to hope Kyrie Irving comes along for the ride, and that's what's going to lead us into the promised land. They moved on from Kristaps Porzingis. I'm not saying he's a star, but he just got a crazy deal from a team that understands how the NBA works in the Mavericks and the Knicks – had no vision for him because they had a plan. Uh, it's almost comical. I almost feel embarrassed to tell you. I mean, Todd Gibson and Reggie Bullock and Wayne Ellington, Alfred Payton, this is what your 2019 2020 Knicks will look like.
4: That was yesterday on Straight Out of Vegas. Jonas, you are at the nexus of fandom, radio, media, the LA club. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you feeling about the Knicks stuff? I think it's great for what we do.
3: I, I, find it, <laughs> I find it hysterical, and I just love the outrage. No games have even been played, and we're all just assuming. That's a wrap on the 2019 Knicks. I think it's awesome. Well, I tell you, if you want, I'll give
4: you 20 to 1. <laughs> I'm, on,
3: I'm good. On. <laughs> I, I, I am not going to invest in James
4: Dolan. I, I am good. Boy, I do think it's fascinating. What is it about the Knicks... That makes them so distasteful. Obviously, Dolan is the default, I think, answer. And then you look at the Lakers. I mean, could you say that New York's had more disruption, drama, controversy than the Lakers recently? No. Somehow it doesn't bother the Lakers. I mean, people in LA are just, or the players seem okay with it.
3: There's almost an expectation in New York now that they're going to fail. Like, they just assume they're going to fail. Like, you couldn't be been that surprised they didn't get Durant or Kyrie Irving. I think there's just an expectation there. They're just used to but it now.
4: May, maybe it's the opposite. The expectation is we're New York. We're going to sit here like Buddha. And if you look at the list of free agents that they thought they had a chance for, all the way back to LeBron the first time he left Cleveland – and it was str- swing and miss, swing and miss, swing. And still, what was the talk after striking out Sunday? It was, oh, uh, Giannis comes up in two years. Yep. We'll be fine. You know, some of them were saying that. It's like they, they're like oh, for 19. Personally, and I'm just going to speak from the heart here, I am going to start calling it the curse of Rowan Alexander <laughs> Barrett. That's all I'm going to say. I'll fill you in tomorrow. Any college baseball fans out
0: there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels.
1: We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location.
2: if you dare.